So we're here every Thursday night at 7pm uh, with the Alpha Dad Hangout and yeah, basically to kind of look and overcome some of the topics surrounding some of the biggest challenges dads face with their health and fitness goals. I'm Marek, certified personal trainer and online coach. Uh, so this is the number one group on Facebook showing Alpha Dads that there is a way to discover their prime in case you didn't know. And always guys, it's your Hangout as well. So any questions you have, just drop a question in the comments box and we'll try and get to it at some point. Drop a likes, comments, loves, hearts, hugs, all of that stuff, it is all good. Right, so obviously, whew, bit of a mouthful that one. Obviously we had the power pack challenge this week, so well done guys, you know, 10 minutes, it's amazing what you can do in such a sort of short space of time, uh, just going through basic body weight workouts. So literally no excuse when people say they don't have time to exercise or make these changes uh, to themselves. And some guys went the whole distance, did the whole three days, other guys just did one or two, and that's perfectly fine. You know, all of the exercise had some sort of regression to it. So, you know, no matter what you did, you'd done something which is a lot better than doing nothing, which is uh, awesome, to be honest. And just important as well, you know, everyone's, everyone's dropping their sets and their times up there, which is great from a competitive point of view. But also, you know, it just made me think really just not to not to judge yourself by someone else's achievements, really. You know, you are on your own journey. Uh, you know, I'll go into it a little bit. I might do an article on it next week. Uh, you can see it all the time. People, they, if, you know, see people coming to the gym. They see someone who's probably been working out for five years, you know, looks really hench, is on their own journey, and they're comparing themselves to those people. But you don't really know. You can't judge your journey on the snippet of someone else's is what I'm trying to say. So stay true to your own path and yeah, make it happen. Um, get motivated by others. Uh, don't be put down, you know, by any other results but your own. Right then, so all that being said, I am gonna announce the draw. Woohoo! So very excited for this to be honest because obviously I've seen all of your posts and pictures come in uh, yeah, to the group. So the fact that I'm gonna be working with one of you guys for two weeks, uh, just to really fine tune your program and just basically just give you that whew, straight direction to getting you the results you want. I am really looking forward to that. Oh, James Peach is watching, give him a wave. So yeah, exciting times. Will you be the lucky one, James? Let's have a look. So I've got this, uh, do, 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 this app where you put all the names in. Let's make sure everyone's in there. So, just for reference, we've got Ben Kirby, Vaughan, Matty, Simon, Dan, Darren, Steve, Alistair, Martin, James, David, and Neil. I don't know if that's going to come out in reverse. We'll see after, we'll see after the fact. So, you are all in there. Oh, yeah, there we go. I'm going to shuffle them up a little bit. Shuffle, shuffle names. And at the click of the button, we will pick a random number. I've actually got a bit of a drum roll. I do like my theatrics, so let's get the drum roll up. Where are you? Right guys, without further ado, the winner of the first ever Power Pack Challenge is... Who have we got? James, you lucky, you lucky man. Ah, oh, we were joking about this earlier and he actually won it. Good for you, mate, good for you. So yeah, James, I'll be, uh, whoop. I'll be reaching out to you uh, in the future and we're going to kickstart your plan. So yeah, looking forward to it, mate. Obviously, we've already spoken in the past, so I will send you uh, a message probably later tonight and an email tomorrow and we'll get that sorted for you. So congratulations, James.
Good work. To everyone else, you know, if you missed out on that one, do not worry. I will reach out to you as well and just see if I can offer some sort of consolation prize, you know, because you all did really well. So we'll see how we go on that one. Right then. So the moment we've all been waiting for. Where's uh, my Zoom box? So yeah, obviously, uh, first first time on the Alpha Dad Hangout, uh, bringing one of the Alpha Dads into the fray. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Carl's obviously had a really amazing journey on his weight loss uh, over the course of several months. Uh, and yeah, just his lifestyle has changed completely. I won't talk to, to, about it too much now. I'll let him go into it. Hopefully he'll be joining us very soon. He's probably there in his chair laughing, thinking I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make him bloody wait and swell it out. Think of random bits to say. Uh, just make sure he's not in the waiting room. So we're waiting for the while we're waiting for Carl. If anyone's got any questions at all, uh, feel free to drop them in and let us know. Again, another congratulations to James. So have to they've got some more events and challenges planned for the future. Uh, if you just join this this week, we try and do something periodically uh, just to keep you guys guessing and to keep you guys on your toes. So next week, what I'll probably be looking to do is find out, get some more content out to you guys. Uh, just stuff that you've been asking for, really. You know, obviously weight loss is a big issue. You know, we all want to get rid of those tums. And there's a, basically some fundamental key things that you can be doing that a lot of people, some they know about and others not so much. So I'm going to be getting a lot of that content out to you next week. Also, a couple of aches and pains uh, from uh, the uh, Power Pack Challenge. So I'll maybe look to get some uh, mobility exercises out to you as well. But that being said, a full-on schedule for 2021, and especially the summer's coming as well. Do you know what I mean? We all need to get those uh, get those uh, upper bodies in tip-top shape, uh, ready for the summer. And again, when it's hot and you know you are a bit overweight, and I've been there myself. Do you know what I mean? It's not a very pleasant experience, sweating everywhere. Hey, Carl, just in time. It's probably rambling on a bit too much there. Right there, let's get Carl in. Round of applause. Maybe I'll use the drum roll for Carl as well while it's up. Let's get him on. And gentlemen, Alpha Dads, without further ado, I give you Carl. There we go. There's the man, the myth, the legend. Hey, Marek, how are you? Yeah, good yourself, mate. I'm good, sir. I'm good. Very good, very good. So, yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, I don't know if you're watching prior to this, but we were just doing the live draw for the Power Pack Challenge, which was good. So someone's won a two weeks, uh, fortunate enough to be trained by me to kickstart their goals, which is awesome. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, obviously, we're in the realm of people kickstarting their goals. And you were on a fortunate journey some time ago, you know, in terms of, seeing how you know progressing towards your weight loss goals so just start from the beginning Carl. you know maybe just tell us a bit about yourself where are you from what's your name where you come from what's that program called uh yeah uh and tonight i would like to be <laughs> um yeah so i'm carl uh i actually live in lee lancashire uh great place to be and you know my journey some people have seen it and said to me i don't know you've done that in the time uh, other people have been wow uh you know but really <clears throat> from where i started seven months ago now five stone down 70 pound less um actually it's been an incredible journey and one that i'm really proud of actually um 
what really crept up on me, it didn't creep up on me, it's been creeping up on me my whole life, you know, when you're at school, you know, mid-50s, uh, you're at school, you're always called the fat lad or the big lad or whatever, mm. that continues through your teens, through your college years. Uh, actually, I lost a little bit of weight and then uh, it crept back on. But the real big problem was was changing jobs and actually going from what was a relatively active job to driving 30,000 miles a year, wow. uh, working in the food service, the food service sector, being fed by phenomenal chefs, uh, actually that use a pound of butter on every meal that they serve you, as well as everything wow. else that comes along with it, and half a bottle of wine and everything else that goes with that sort of uh, area. Um, and the pounds pile on. And you don't necessarily notice those pounds creeping up until one day you sit there and you think, I don't know, there's something not right, and uh, and it's just taking a toll. Lockdown started, uh, everything was fine, everything was good and going, uh, but actually in the July, uh, I read a report that was talking about BMI, so it wasn't talking about weight at all. Uh, but in my head, BMI and weight actually go hand in hand and they sort of work together. Um, and it was suggesting that people that had a BMI of over 40 uh, wouldn't be allowed back into offices, uh, they'd need to be tested uh, and all that sort of area. And uh, from that point, it was a bit like, wow, that would be super embarrassing to get to an office have a test or just do the calculation and somebody say, well, you three can go in, you're not allowed in. BMI is not correct. But even from that point, it took me a little while to get my goals sorted. <clears throat> so um, from that point in um, early July, it took me through till the 4th of August to actually set my mind of what needed to happen, how it needed to happen and how would I start it? And I think that's the biggest single obstacle mm. is how do you start? Yeah. I mean, just, just to go back to your aha moment of wanting to change, really, just to dip on that, because I guess a lot of people, you know, they think about weight loss or changing their ways for a lot of time. But, you know, for some reason, they just kind of keep going around in circles. So with you, it was just almost like, I guess, did you realize that something that, you know, that there was a bit of a weight issue there and it was just obviously the COVID news hit that, you know, you said that it might be an embarrassment to go back to work under that weight, you know, was was that the aha moment for you or was there anything else that kind of thought, oh, actually? I think it really was that point of yeah. what happens when you get to a factory and I, I do a lot of audit work, I do a lot of work uh, in the food industry. What happens when you actually get there and they don't let you in because they say, how tall are you? Uh, what age are you, your sex goes in the equation, and this machine calculates. It's not even a personal uh, sort of reference, and it's a straight yes-no answer of yes, you can, no, you can't. Yeah. And it was really that that hit home. Okay. I've always known that I've been bigger. <clears throat> and in fact, just now, I'm probably the lightest I've been in probably a decade. Wow. Nice. Probably, you know. Um, so I'm actually still on the right track. I still got two, maybe two and a half stone to go before I hit my target. And even when I hit my target, I'll still be classed as overweight. Right, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, but it's small steps, you know, and the, the first step for me was, well, actually the target is we need to remove eight stone. Eight stone. 
when wow. you start at 22 stone seven, mm. um, you know, and <laughs> am I proud of that? No, I'm not. Is that what I was? Yes, it is. Um, do you do something about it? Yeah, you do. You know, and, and actually making that first step is the most difficult of what do you do? But to me, it was about, have I changed my diet a lot? Yes and no. Okay. Uh, yes, in terms of I've kicked out bread and I've kicked out alcohol. My personal choices, uh, I think that I've got something just with the yeast in manufactured bread. And actually, I've had three or four slices since the 4th of August. And each time I felt a little bit bloated out of it. So I think there's just something in that. So I kicked that out. And I don't really calorie watch as such. I've sort of got an idea of the calories that are going in, but I don't know for sure. And I just see alcohol as not wasted calories because some people really enjoy that. And I wouldn't discourage anybody from having what they enjoy. Mm. Uh, but actually, it's not enjoyable calories to me. So I, that's what I tend to avoid. And I would much sooner have a 40 gram bar of chocolate of an evening and sit and enjoy that than, than yeah. two beers, um, for example. But in terms of actual diet and food diet, yes, I've changed it a lot, but I have what I want, how I want, but try and remove all the fat content from it because it's the fat content that really does the damage within all this. And I'm a big barbecue fan. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the barbecue is really the king in my house. And uh, probably four times a week, all year round, food will be barbecued. And um, it's one of the most healthiest ways that you can actually cook food because actually everything drips away from it unless you marinate it in lots of things. I should have, uh, I should have used that as the title, uh, how to lose 70 pounds eating barbecue food. They would, would have to come back for part two in the, in the summer. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Let's do a barbecue session, actually. Yeah, yeah. Amazing, you know. So I can all day for that as well. <clears throat> but, but actually, you know, walking, I, I've always been a fan of the gym. I've always been a fan of being active. So uh, the only thing that I can't do is run because uh, my ankles just won't keep up to it. But I walk a lot, you know. I'm walking probably 40 miles a week at present, maybe 50 miles on a good week. Nice. Uh, I can't wait for the 12th of April for the gym to start opening up and, and really going back. I think the hard part was actually going through the gym door. Mm -hmm. you know, once you've actually got to the gym door, it's opening that door and walking through and saying, I want to join um, yeah. and actually doing something about it. So just quickly, uh, at what point did the gym come into your weight loss journey? Because, uh, okay, so you made, the, you made the change to your diet? Huh? All the same time, 4th of August. It happened, yeah, okay. It was, uh. it was like switching the lights on. Here yeah. we go, we're either in it or we're not in it, and, and that's how it is. Okay. And I can't say that the gym was easy. In the first five or six weeks, the gym was incredibly tough. Uh, I'm a morning workout person, really, <clears throat> so... I'm normally up 6.30ish and at the gym, uh, back at my desk for 8 o'clock, um, having done a full routine in that. And that routine changes. But in the first few weeks, the routine was all about cardio. I thought it's no use doing anything else without actually trying to build yourself enough structure to actually work with. So it was about trying to shift a bit of weight while building the cardio so that we could get the oxygen pumping round to service muscles when you're going to work a bit harder. Yeah. Um, 
after I'd been there a month, I actually got a PT uh, involved and I now have a PT session every four to six weeks who switches it up. And, um, you know, when I was talking to her, I'm really fortunate, really, because Emma is uh, fantastic, you know, and she's really taken on board what my goals are. She's really taken on board why my goals are so important and she really encourages not only just on the PT session but actually between times and just touches base if mm -hmm. she sees me in the gym she comes over and has a word and, uh, and 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 so on but actually she when we first met and I told her that she didn't need to be kind but actually she didn't think that I was anywhere near the weight I was uh, we had to go and find the scales to jump on before she believed that I was actually up there in that sort of weight because she did say that I carried that weight extremely well. No, okay. uh, you know, it, it wasn't that I was just big and blubbery. It really was a solid, yeah. which almost is probably more dangerous than the big blubbery one because actually you can see that this is all hidden within inside. Yeah, visceral fat can be, uh, yeah, quite dangerous. Um, so Emma now changes it up every five weeks and, you know, one of my, or, two of my key exercises that I measure against are cardio exercises. Uh, one's the elliptical and uh, one's the rower. The rower is the one that I really measure against because that's working the whole body. Yeah, it's a great one. When I first went back, a thousand meters was taking me upward of 12 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really huffing and puffing. And now I'm probably still slow to a lot of the guys that are on this. But actually, just now, I'm probably down below two minutes for a thousand meters. Um, wow. So I'm going in the right direction with all that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the other thing that I really like about the PT sessions are is that the explanation that comes with the exercises of mm. you might not just feel that now, but the afterburn for the next two or three days is actually what's really important particularly losing weight because it's really working and, and getting the metabolism going. Yeah. And until we start understanding that we need to make food our friend and exercise our friend, actually it doesn't gel together. Yeah. And, and I That's think that the stuff that you're putting out, Mary, and you know, with the exercise and that, that the, the guys that are putting the food dishes up on, on the Facebook page, that's just amazing. It's a recipe made to work. Yeah, fantastic. Really good. And yeah, it's just so important. Just uh, like you say, get strip a bit of the body weight off. But then, you know, when you get some weight behind you, start building those muscles, building a metabolism, just so you're constantly fueling, you're fueling that fire, really, which is really, really amazing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, what was the what was the biggest any hurdles on? I mean, obviously, you reached the hurdle when you kind of got to that, you know, when you had that change uh, of your lifestyle, but any hurdles along the way, like you said, uh, you were speaking to Emma about motivation and, you know, keeping that. And I think a lack of motivation, uh, with the, with the dads is something that comes up quite a lot. And I think just probably what she did with you is identifying those motivating factors, just that they're really strong in your foresight and really just developing that. Why? I mean, when I get on calls with dads, you know, I really kind of try and dig deep into that. Why just to really just peel away the layers of the onion, essentially, just to keep that in the forefront. Any times when that mo when you felt mo the motivation was dwindling a little bit? Any obstacles you know that you felt, or did, well, has, has it been smooth sailing? It's not always been smooth sailing. You know, I think um, this last lockdown in particular, I found really tough. You know, working from home, um, 
just seeing the four walls, the gym's not open, so you've got no external contact at all apart from through a screen. And through a screen is not the same as that physical interaction and touch. And yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but actually, really just having that uh, mental stimulation as well from other people talking to you and having similar goals, you know, and, and you'll see the same sort of faces in the gym. You'll see, you'll just nod and say hello, you know. Despite what people say, we are rather friendly in the north. Mm. Uh, <laughs> all, all standoffish or anywhere there, but yeah, um, I think that uh, so. So that's been really tough. And then you know, Christmas came. Uh, I have a long break over Christmas. I purposely keep lots of holiday for around that time because we work particularly hard in the run up to that. And I think what you get then is is that I used the gym almost as a boot camp. I went every day all the way to Christmas. Right. Uh, then I had a week off and then I started again and then it closed. Yeah. Uh, actually, that week off was superb. Uh, you know, uh, I did lots of walking in that time. So it wasn't a week off as though I was just sat at home doing nothing. I had a couple of beers over Christmas. Um, it was superb, you know, but it was a when you're coming up to those peak days, it's a bit of a mental block of, we've got X amount of people coming, you know, we, we had two households mixing for the first time in ages. Yeah. It's about how do you do the food that everybody likes and everybody can eat and enjoy while still maintaining your healthiness and still going. Well, actually Christmas dinner is really healthy anyway. You know, there's not many things on a Christmas dinner that's really unhealthy. Mm apart from the wine and the desserts that go with it, you know, but I just limited that and just made sure that I didn't overgo on the dessert so that I could particularly enjoy beer because I do yeah. enjoy beer. <laughs> and that's it, I guess, you know, you just need to kind of view things in A, moderation and B, preference because you, you right. can't be like, uh, what's that fat kid in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Augustus, you know what I mean? You can't just go for everything, really. You need to be quite selective into what you do. I think once you get your head around that, you know, it does, it does combat a lot of those demons that people have with just like emotionally eating, eating out of boredom, you know, eating just out of uh, habit more than anything, I guess. And I think that was the thing at the beginning for me was, was that, you know, I'd be out on the road, uh, you'd have a breakfast with one chef, you'd have a lunch with another chef, you'd have an afternoon meeting with another chef that had invariably involved some sort of food. Then you get home and have a dinner with the family. Mm. And all of a sudden, you've sort of burned through 6,000 calories and done maybe yeah. 1,000 calories worth of movement. You know, And you can't keep doing that without putting weight on. So now I aim, at, I'm probably on the high side even for a blog, that I aim sort of between 2,300, 2,700 calories. But I aim to burn between 3,500 on a weekday and 5,000 on a weekend day. Yeah. And that's sort of where I'm sort of aiming. And, you know, just now I'm probably losing between one pound and three pound per week on average. Um, nice. Last week I lost two pounds. The two weeks before I actually stabilized, but I lost centimeters. Yeah. Uh, and I find that that's what I do. So starting this journey from starting to where I was when the gyms closed, I lost um, 57 centimeters. Wow. From hips, waist, chest, biceps, thighs. 
Nice. And just to intervene quickly for any of the guys watching, you know, one of the videos I always tag everyone in is is that important factor. Don't just go by the scales. Take progress pictures. Take measurements because I don't know if this will come across right, but I've got a picture. One was the twenty fifth of July. Okay. The twenty fifth of January. Yeah, that's clear. Clear. Hold it. Hold it. Yeah. So if everyone can see that, yeah, astonishing change. Really, really good. I'm sure you saw those on the poster, uh, the advert. But yeah, ex exceptional work. Uh, to be honest, and like you say, it's just it's still progressing. It's just once you develop that lifestyle, it's almost like it probably doesn't even become work anymore because it's just it's life. You know what I mean? So I'm a firm believer that habits take around thirty times to develop. So you do something, you do something. You once you've done it thirty times, it's almost a second nature to do, and you know to sustain that that's what you need to do you make it a habit to actually just do that you know and some of the things you know i love a dessert without a shadow of a doubt i love a dessert you know my favorite dessert at one time would have been tiramisu laden you know, cheesecake uh, gary rhodes cheesecake is a thousand calories a slice <laughs> minimum yeah minimum. uh no uh, sugar-free jelly uh fat-free greek yogurt uh, a 43 gram block of um, uh, Cadbury's chocolate and just grate a half of one of those over the top of it. And that is just phenomenal. Top that up with a bit of fresh fruit. And, you know, that is fresh fruit is now my staple go to uh, yeah. morning, noon, and night. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And it's not just mental habits. Like I'm gonna, I wrote that down actually the thirty t the thirty times to do something because I'm going to research that a bit a bit more. Actually, that's really interesting. I find it's twenty two actually. Oh, is it? Okay, twenty two. Yeah, false information already. Twenty two, twenty two times you say. But it's more uh, is it at your body response as well because they say you have to taste things a certain amount of time. So if someone's used to all this processed food, all these really sugar rich stuff, and then all of a sudden they're they're being told to eat fruit. They're obviously not going to get to it straight away. It's about doing these things repetitively. And I think the key to that is is picking the fruit that you eat to start with. Mm. So if you're used to lots of sugary things, you need to start picking up on the strawberries and the apples mm. and then work through to the bananas, work through to yeah. the pineapples and finish off with the oranges because actually you're diminishing the fruit but increasing the vitamin Cs. Yeah, yeah, lovely. Yeah, good thought process that. Fantastic. So can you cast your mind back to where you were like uh, yeah, before you started this journey and where you are now and with some of the benefits that you're kind of feeling from this, you know, this new lifestyle physically, yeah. mentally? I'm sure there's loads, but just a, just a few. Physically uh, is untold, really, uh, is that when before this, um, I would walk a mile, uh, my ankles, my knees, my joints would just ache and I would be when I got back, so two miles, I'd be absolutely shattered. Uh, just now I think of nothing of going out for an hour and a half and coming back six miles later and then thinking, where are we off to now? <laughs> nice. Your actual alertness, not just uh, ready to go and, and do more exercise, but actual your alertness, ready to work, your mental agility, everything just improves in it. And uh and I'm just enjoying that part of it, really. That That's really one of the major benefits uh, for me. Um, Food-wise, well, if I said food was my hobby, my lifestyle, my, my, my all-encompassing thing, I work in the meat industry, the, the red meat industry particularly is, is, is my subject, uh, hence the barbecue fascination with everything else that goes around that. Um, 
actually I sort of dispel the myths now. Yeah, I would have been a big believer that if you're having a barbecue, you need lots of fat in your meat, you need lots of whatever. No, you don't. What you need is, is the best quality meat that you can afford to buy. Not the best quality meat out there, but the best quality that you can afford to buy with the least fat and just alter the cooking method slightly because I think you'll find that the flavour that comes off that will be absolutely phenomenal. Nice, nice. And uh, yeah, definitely uh, hit you up for some barbecue tips, I think, in a couple months' time. Almost there, mate. Never mind a couple of months' time. Get those fires yeah. stoked. <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I could. Uh, but yeah, cool. So what's life looking like in the future then? Obviously, uh, yeah, I mean, do you... So is... Are you going back to the same kind of work that you were going to previously, potentially, you know, where you're visiting a lot of people or is it changed because of COVID? Is... Yeah, uh, COVID will change the way we work. Uh, we'll be more home-based, which okay. is really great for me. Um, but actually, we will be back on the road probably a third of the time and um, we will be doing that sort of work. Will I now be bothered about saying to somebody, actually... I'm not eating that now. We need it to be more healthy. And yeah, the, the business lunches that come with the mayonnaise laden sandwiches and all that sort of a stuff, just ask them for some healthy stuff. You know, they, if they want to provide lunch, they want you to provide you with something that, that you're going to eat. <laughs> you know, if that's always left when you arrive, actually, it'll soon stop. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think that um, what we've got is, is a way to actually motivate people to changing the way that we see food as well. You know, I'm a real believer that food's not just there to sustain us, it's actually there to be enjoyed. Um, and I think that if we can enjoy it, that it's working for us, you know, and some of the dads on here will not be here to lose weight, they'll be here to bulk up or build muscle or whatever. Yeah. And actually it's about understanding the way that that food interacts for them to actually build that mass or build that muscle and really put the protein in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's it, you know, uh, everyone's on their own journey, uh, essentially. And it's quite interesting just on that fact, because a lot of people have, you know, just gone completely the other way with COVID. And, you know, just all of their habits have gone out the window. They just, you know, they've kind of let themselves go quite a fair bit. But you want, you know, just going to show that everyone's journey is so individualized because you, you know, it's it's kind of bittersweet for you. Obviously, COVID's happened, but, you know, you've kind of seen it as a benefit into getting yourself fit. Which is excellent. The other point that you just made there, Mike, is that, you know, I see quite a lot of posts that I want to do this for my kids, I want to do this for the missus, I want to do this for my partner. Mm. That's all really great. But unless you want to do it for yourself, it will not work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the good, good point. And a lot of times, people, dads are in this position because they're doing everything for their kids, because they're doing everything for their wife. You know, they're, they're not they're not realizing that they need to focus on themselves and let their own needs kind of like fall by the wayside. Whereas, you know, if they nurture themselves, they nurture themselves, get themselves healthy, then that will be helping out them in the long run because they're just going to be better. You know, better dads, more happy. I just go back to the beginning where I saw that report and thought about the BMI situation. I had to do it for me in this instance to do that. And I think that's the real driver is that if it's for you, you're more likely to just continue that journey. And if it's benefiting other people, like your kids, like your missus, like your partner, actually it's a recipe for success because they'll want to support you. They'll come on the journey with you and actually make that work. Amazing. And telling other people that that's been a real benefit for me. You know, I told my work colleagues that I was on this journey. I told my 
uh, my boss that I was on it, you know, and my boss will ask me, how's it going? What's it about? Because he wishes that he could be on it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And uh, yeah, really important factor there, just getting those motivating factors from people around you as well. Uh, especially, like you say, it is a life-changing thing. So even though your boss, you might not see your boss every so often, in a month's time when he had asked you how's things going, you're like, oh yeah, you know, it's still going, you know what I mean? Which is which is really beneficial. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, well, yeah, fantastic, Carl. I really appreciate that. You know, uh, obviously a great story to be told and onward and upward. So just a really great honor, really, to have you with the Alpha Dads Elite. And I just look forward to see more of your posts and yeah, just get, well, you, you said it now. I want to see some barbecue. I want to see you out in that garden in the, in the evening, getting some barbecue food on the go. Uh, but all joking aside, we have spoken about, you know, obviously the work you do in the meat industry and trying to, you know, get some emphasis with the other alpha dads. So expect lots of uh, content coming from Carl and yeah, into the group and we'll just, yeah, get us, get us meat ready for the barbecue and just get those amino acids into our system to build us as the best alpha dads we can be. So without further ado, uh, yeah, uh, Carl, anything else to add or are you quite happy? That's all me done, Marek. Thanks very much for inviting me. It's been a really great session. I hope people have enjoyed it and uh, thanks for hosting the site. It's a fantastic site. Fantastic. Cheers for that, Carl. And cheers to everyone who tuned in. Uh, I'll go off live. I'll just hang about and say goodbye to Carl uh, then. So have a good one, guys, and I will speak to you soon. This is where I try and log off. Uh, can't actually. I, I, I legit. Oh, 